Howdy, and welcome to Lost in the Lyrics, the podcast where we discuss song lyrics and completely overanalyze them. I'm Elliot. And I'm Claire. And today we are going to get lost in the lyrics of Pull Me In by Paper Lions. Um, be sure to stay tuned afterwards for Elliot to talk about flags and for updates on my knitting projects. Are you currently knitting? Um, I'm making a friendship bracelet with yarn. So, no, but, um, yeah. Nice. Sort of. How have you been? I haven't, uh, I mean, I guess that's not true. I've seen you more recently than we've potted, but it's been a while since we've potted. Mm -hmm. How are you? Um, I don't know. It's, okay. So, for those of you listening, it is the day before my graduation, and I would say my mental state is a bit... I don't even know. I can't word right now. I mean, you have the... the Your graduation ceremony is tomorrow. Yes. That is true. Um, yeah. we're. I'm gonna try and get this episode out today, so... Um these statements will still be true so hopefully hopefully um knock on some wood um, yeah i don't have any oh wait yeah <laughs> how, um how are you doing you know i'm okay i i have a lot of work to do for school um yeah i mean i have finals still i have school still and um my family decided to like go on kind of a family vacation last weekend, mm-hmm. so that wasn't really very ideal for doing my work, but it was fun. We went to Canada. Yes. Um, more on that later, but I went there for my yeah. sister's sporting event, and we ended up staying the weekend, which was, you know, it was nice. It was enjoyable, but also I was out of the hotel for both days we were there, and I get carsick, um, so I can't really work in cars, mm-hmm. and I couldn't really do very much homework while I was there because we were doing stuff all day. So I'm just very like, ah, finals. That's yeah. kind of where I am, I guess. And also, at the same time, I'm very like, ah, I'm going to have a ridiculous amount of social interaction this weekend because I'm going to like four different graduation parties this weekend alone, another one uh-huh. next weekend, probably. Yep. And I have to like write cards and like get ready and yeah. wow, so much. <laughs> I suppose that's the one good thing about being the person that is graduating. I don't feel obligated to write cards to other people graduating. Yeah, I feel obligated. I feel like I have to say something meaningful, like hey, uh, you were pretty cool. Um, You're going to do good things in the world. Congrats on Mm -hmm. this. On finishing high school. You're so good. That's that's what I'll write in the cards. Yeah. I... I think people will find that very meaningful. Um, uh, let's, where are we in this format of the pod? In the, where are we? Initial initial reactions to the song. Okay, um, I did, I'm, alright, continue. I did not know this song until, um, your friend chose or suggested it to us for the podcast and then i said oh paper lions that's an interesting band name and then like three weeks later i actually listened to it and i was like oh it's okay did you listen to it today no 
Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I also noticed that there aren't that many lyrics. Yeah. And, yeah, that's kind of it. You're not crazy about the, the song itself? I mean, I was like, oh, it's a song. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what songs you tend to like. I'm not really sure what your music taste is. Because I think mine is really, really broad. Which is not... Mm-hmm. A lot of people have like more specific music tastes. So yeah. Oh, by the way, this as previously mentioned, this episode this episode was uh, because my friend recommended this song to me, but I already knew the song. Um, it was mostly because they told me they didn't know, like they just did not know at all what this song meant, and so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I think I have an idea of how to make it relevant, if not a little sad, which is not what I should be going for. Um, my initial reaction to the song was, um, actually, I was the one that found the song and introduced it to my friend who asked her, who requested it. Um, it's in a film that's an adaptation of a book called Naomi and Eli's No Kiss List or something like that, mm-hmm. and it's just some kind of, like young adult coming of age drama that I watched with my neighbor one day and it was kind of fun and then this song was in the soundtrack and I was like oh that's a cool song so I looked it up um so yeah I like the song I like Paper Lions they're they're Canadian (laughs) how many times can we talk about Canada on this podcast I feel like this is I'm this is the theme of this episode for me okay just because More on that later. There will be more to talk about with Canada later. I don't want to give anything away. Okay. Yeah. Um, Um, Do you want me to read the the first bit of lyrics? uh, Sure. I have the lyrics pulled up on the Genius website because I don't know where else they were. I have them on lyrics.com. Hmm. Well, um, should we be on the same page? I'll maybe. I'll be. I'll go to lyrics.com. It doesn't have the annoying annotations that Genius does. Oh yeah, you don't want to get influenced by those. Yeah. Okay, go no ahead. Influencers. Um, she made a move on me after I lit her fire. I bought her magazines and kept her up all night. She kept her or keep her cool. Go back to school. Try not to lie. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. okay. So, so do we think... Oh, sorry, continue. I don't really know about the last line of this, but if you think of, like, a fire, mm-hmm. and, like, if you're, like, you make a fire, it's, like, burning and stuff, and then you can put in, like, some paper as kindling and stuff to keep the fire going. And yeah. so, like buying her as in the fire magazines could like make the fire continue into the night i guess i don't know like using magazines as as fuel yeah i guess except for magazines are just like not good fuel no they aren't yeah like they burn really slowly and the ink and stuff in them, like, usually they're, uh, some magazines have kind of a gloss mm-hmm. sheen, and it's very smooth, 
and not as porous, so it makes it really bad. Yeah, for fuel oil. And then the ash um, gets in the in there. And so do we think burn. then it? Do we think then it could be some kind of like sabotage? Like, oh, I'm just buying you magazines because they're not the best kindling here. I mean, that makes sense with the like keep her cool part. And then the try not to lie. Yeah. Like, who is this she, do we think? Who's this she? I was talking about the... F- oh. Well, okay, so what if this the narrator lights the fire, sort of, like, personifies the fire, and then... <laughs> the fire... The fire gets. <laughs> um, Sorry, the fire I just gets, like really I big. The volume button really loudly, and yeah, and so d- heard that, but I don't think anyone else heard that. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe you did. Yeah. Anyway, that's continue. why I stopped talking. Um. Anyway. Sorry. Um. So, like, maybe the fire got really big when the narrator first lit it, and then it kind of like jumped up and sort of like made a move. I guess. Um. I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, made a move like when it was first lit, it kind of in like a little bit of a like burst of flame, like it moved, yeah. like it physically moved. Because mm-hmm. I think when people say "made a move on me," sometimes that has like an implication of like flirtation. Yeah. But that doesn't really make sense with not if it's a fire. A fire, yeah. So, um, so that could be, like, wait, but I'm a little, I'm a little confused because it says I lit her fire. That implies that it's, like, some, her, somebody's fire. Yeah. Rather than, like, the she and her being a fire, but rather the fire belongs to that person. Yeah. Do you have a different interpretation that works with the... The sadness? The she, her pronoun using thing not being a fire? Um. Well. I was. I was just thinking about Brian and Nick's. Nick's being Nick's fire. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right. Yeah, throwback. Um. We had uh we had discussed um the idea that maybe the fire you're trying to keep the fire small, but that wouldn't quite make sense with I mean, I lit her fire that phrase sounds like it was intentional, but it could have been an accident. Mm-hmm. But then it wouldn't make sense why the person would still fuel it with not good fuel, like magazines. So maybe it was like she made a me. Maybe she made a move on me. Is like maybe it is flirtation. And what happened was, um, the the she person, um asked a favor of the narrator and was like, hey, can you help me light this fire? Like, Mm -hmm. 
I was never in the scouts. I don't know anything about this. You seem capable. And so the narrator lit the fire, but then she had made a move on them, and they weren't about that. So they were, like, slowly trying to be like, oh, your fire, yeah, let's let's fuel it with magazines. That's That's good. And then kept her up all night could be, like... She was um, trying to keep the be, fire going. Yeah, she was up she all night trying magazines. to keep the fire up. Yeah, exactly. She didn't have any wood or anything. And mm. then keep her cool is, like, keep her cool, like, at a safe distance. Cool, like, um, like, when you have a, when you feel like, like coldly oh, towards cool. someone. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking all, like, also, also just, like, oh, yeah, we're cool, like, we're chill, like, there's no problem here. Yeah, just act like there's nothing wrong. Go back to school, maybe they are, maybe they're kids and they go to school together or something. And then, try not to lie, is, like, try not to lie about, you know, the magazines and her making a move on them and whatever. And feelings. And feelings. <laughs> My favorite. Your favorite as well. Mm-hmm. Um, should I read the little next bit? Yeah, go ahead. Throw away my genesis, my genesis, caught up with you, siding with my sensitive, my sensitive, if I follow through. Hmm. So genesis means beginning, and they just sort of yeah. like, let's use a fancy word. But... It could also be in reference to the to book Catholic of Genesis. School. Yeah, that's they what my thought go, was. Just go to they Catholic go to Catholic school, school like, together. Oh, yes. Let's use some good word choice and say Genesis instead of beginning. Or they're doing some like not good book burning blasphemy stuff. <laughs> like <laughs> they're like, oh, 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 look, oh, look, person, you know, yeah, you know, look, let's. Not not only should we burn magazines, we should burn the book of Genesis. Yeah, or something like that. Where maybe they maybe they're like, oh man, the years the years over, and the school gave me this Bible, but I don't need to do anything with this Bible because it's summer break. I guess like just throw it away. <laughs> it doesn't ever say that the Genesis was burned. It just says it's thrown away. That's so like it could have been, yeah. it could have been something like. That, where throw away could mean put in the garbage, but it also could mean, like, donate or something like that. Just, like, to get rid of. Yeah. So, like, maybe they had to have this Bible for school and they just didn't have a use for it anymore, so they, they threw it away. Mm-hmm. Although caught up with you doesn't make sense here, because we haven't had a you yet. So, how many people do you think there are in this song? Um, okay, so either this person, like, the narrator is sort of, like, maybe still in in their thoughts, but, like, thinking towards, um, the, the person who had a fire and stuff. Um, or... They're talking to their friend about this whole um, situation. Though, looking on in the like forward in the next couple of stanzas, it seems more likely that 
the you is the she from before. So it's like the beginning it like sets it up but she seems less personal than you so maybe now they know each other better and so now mm-hmm. the narrator's using you instead of she because it's not yeah. or it could be um now it's the present tense like the the part where they use she is providing a backstory for how they know each other mm-hmm. and now yeah it's in the present tense because they are now they know each other yeah Hmm. Okay, so we we talked about the possibilities about this Genesis thing, but what about siding with my sensitive, my sensitive? Um, that could go back to like the like before they were trying not to lie about all these like feelings and stuff, or whatever. Um, and maybe now they're like, oh, maybe I should like be nice and not just like make it all cold and cool and whatever, like. You know, maybe they were, like, thrown into a situation together, like, the caught up with you kind of suggests. Mm-hmm. And then they have decided to side with their sensitive side, or, mm-hmm. like, to to admit that they were doing that, or... Well, I think if, more it like... It says if I follow through, so... Like, not be being sort of like not just trying to keep this other person at a distance like being willing to like you know I don't know just you know the if I follow through could be um like siding like they'll only side with the sensitive or whatever like only um maybe admit their like where they are and stuff if um if they can follow through with some kind of promise or some yeah. obligation or with like some task that they have to do before they can like start talking to this person again maybe it's well maybe the next stanza explains it maybe should you read it yeah um, I mean, you read the last one, so. It's a line between head and heart. Hold on to reason as it falls apart. Peel away my thickest skin. I hesitate and you pull me in. Hmm. Pull me in feels like... Pure pressure. Yeah. Like, maybe this person, this she, is... Asking them to do things they're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Like lighting fires. Um, and maybe they don't, maybe they're lighting a fire to burn something and they don't want it to be that way, so they use magazines because they're not, they don't burn as well. So they're mm-hmm. like trying to keep it under control, but. And then the then that would make more sense with the siding with my sensitive if I follow through. Like if I follow yeah. through, I'll feel guilty or like I'll feel these feelings mm-hmm. that are this bad. Also, it also goes with um, it's a line between head and heart. Like 
the narrator's head is saying, like, yeah, we need to make keep this fire under control, use these magazines, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we're not going to do a crazy bonfire. This is, now I'm thinking, like, a beach bonfire type situation. Mm-hmm. And, like, the narrator's like, um, giant fire, maybe not such a good idea. And the, the other person is like, yes, that is a great idea. We should make a giant fire because that's cool. So when it says a line between head and heart, do you think it's like head represents the narrator and heart represents the other person? Well, okay. So go b- going back to this, like, like maybe this the narrator is kind of uncomfortable with um, the other person because of the like she made a move on me, and then they were like, "Oh wait, does does she like me? Like I I'm not sure if I'm." completely comfortable with this and then they realize like oh wait maybe i like them and so that's like the heart part hmm yeah i i do understand that although i think it would be interesting if it was made to be like a line between head and heart could while it could be like internalized you know in one within one person their head and heart it could also be like the narrator is symbolizes the head like irrational thinking Oh, sorry. Rational thinking is that's the that's what I meant, or like maybe something like that. Maybe it's all one person. Oh boy! Oh and gosh! It's just, <laughs> it's just like this one person struggling between like this idea: should I should I make a really big fire and like it would be so cool? But then like they're more um, rational side saying like. That is a bad idea. Yeah, that that's not too bad either. I do kind of like that. Except, so then, like the she is outside of the person. No, she is how the narrator first encounters this like more spontaneous side of themselves. Have you um seen that uh? the trailer for the movie i don't remember what it's called but it's the one about like the two girls who were like really you know studious in high school and then on the last week of high school they decide that they're gonna just like go to parties and you know do whatever they want i have not without like i have not seen this trailer is it like a current film yeah okay no i have no idea anyway so there's this trailer and it's like, oh, we can be spontaneous and still, like, you know, succeed in school. And so, I don't know. Oh, that way would make sense, too, is throw away my Genesis. Like, th- throw away, like, throw away my Genesis could could be, like, we got the religious undertones already. I, we can throw them away now. The, um, mm-hmm. the, like, Genesis could be the book of Genesis, but it could also be, like, you know, my beginning. So, like, if I, if the person began... My origins. Or, like, origins were from a place where they didn't have to fight between the head and the heart. They could just mm-hmm. go with whatever it was. Probably, yeah. it seems like maybe they were always, like, with the head as yeah. younger. Um, And then they kind of threw that away and they can just, like, or they're trying to, like, think of... Should I throw this away and, like, side with my heart and, like, what I want to do rather than what I should do? Yeah. Um, the peel away my thickest skin, I hesitate and you pull me in. 
the people in my thickest skin, I don't, that, that line feels graphic for some reason. But anyway, it could be like, like, look inside of me. Like, yeah, this is happening inside of one person. Mm-hmm. And then you pull me in. It's like um, them giving in to their sensitive, sensitive. Yeah, the sensitive, sensitive. Or their heart, I guess. Yeah. Um. Um. Should I read the next part, or did? Yeah, yeah. You can, you I'll read, read the next part. part. Okay. We burn our skin and whisper things about our friends. Oh, actually, your analysis is making a lot of sense right now. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, we burn our skin and whisper things about our friends. We jump the bridge and hold our breath, and we descend. We dance around the room, around the elephant. You know, it's like, what I want to say about this is, first of all, it, it's kind of weird, but it starts using the we. Yeah. The, like, saying we do stuff. Mm-hmm. And if they were talking about two separate people, that would be, like, that annoying couple that's like, oh, yeah, we we love yeah. pizza. Yeah. Um, um, but they but, could just be talking about themselves in the plural first person. Yeah, <laughs> they could. Um, Which is, like... They a little like, weird, weirdly com- but compartmentalize themselves. Yeah, it is. Maybe that's a little unhealthy. Maybe they should see someone about that. But I mean, we burn our skin yeah. in with the fire that they decided to finally go through with. I guess. Um, whisper things about our friends, like whispered to themselves. I guess about or it could be their to, friends. It could be their whispering things to their other friends. Yeah, but then it can gets confusing with like the pronoun. Yeah. Um we jump the bridge and hold our breath and as and we descend is like maybe they're like now going cliff diving or ju- bridge jumping for fun, doing risky no. things. Yeah, yeah, this is like them doing those risky things that the if it was just the head part of them they wouldn't be doing. Yeah, and then there's the we dance around the room around the elephant. I like yeah. that because it kind I like that because I want to think of it as a little elephant, but I also like that it could have the double meaning of around the elephant in the room, like the sa- mm-hmm. the saying that means yeah. um, that there's something that no one's addressing that's like affecting the situ the tone of the situation. Yeah, I think it can work either way. Like the elephant is that they decided to refer to themselves as we. As yeah, that's kind of and new. like that's the, new. They've they're they're all weird and compartmentalized and stuff. I mean, like, I guess. Oh, now I'm thinking. Ju- they just need to, like, they just uh, need to maybe talk to someone about this because they're having such a conflict, conflicting feelings that they have completely separated two parts of themselves. Yeah. Like now, I'm thinking about um. In the first Harry Potter book, when um Voldemort has Quirrell, or no, Quirrell has Voldemort on the back of his head. <laughs> I mean. Who's the head in that situation? I don't know. <laughs> Aren't they both the head? Yeah. Um, that's kind of an interesting interpretation, actually, because the the only problem is all the she/her pronouns at the in the first stanza. I mean, yeah, but like, like pronouns should not restrict us to to explore this interpretation. Okay, let's. Let's try. I it. feel like Voldemort would be the kind of guy who, like, if you referred to him as she, would like 
just kill not you. care. Oh, I would you know say I mean? not care because I would say well to some extent yes, but also if you refer to Voldemort as anything, he might just kill you. Yeah. The reason why I say I feel like he'd be indifferent is because Voldemort is a character that is so impersonal. You know what I mean, and mm-hmm. so dehumanized and that's the point but it's also like sometimes i don't think of him as oh i he was a person i think of him as being this kind of like entity of evil but he's not complex because even though you know his backstory he gets to a point where he's just so just evil just evil for the sake of evil that it feels almost like a superhero movie character you know where it's Mm -hmm. like they're just bad you don't really know why yeah he's just got gone past the point of no return yeah, exactly. But before he got there, um, he, I feel like he would have cared about the pronoun thing, but now that he's there, I don't think he would, personally. Like, I don't think he would care. I feel like he'd be so indifferent to it, but maybe that's just me. Either way, yeah, it could be interesting I mean, if we thought know. of the narrator as Quirrell. Mm-hmm. Like, this battle of the head and the heart. Quirrell is a Ravenclaw, right? I don't remember. I think that he was, but because Harry Potter is so well-known, I know that if I mess this up, it will be not good. Um, Are you so I'm look going to look it up. Yeah. Um, Quirrell. Harry, po- Harry Potter. Quir- How do you spell Quirrell? Q-U-I-R-R-E-L. I got it. I got it. Quirrell, um, was in, hmm, Ravenclaw. I was right. I'm so glad I didn't mess that up, because a lot of people really care about their Harry Potter facts. Um, but if, so, like, Ravenclaws are known to value creativity and, like, wisdom, but over mm-hmm. overall what people tend to see with Ravenclaws is, like, intellect so, uh-huh. and intelligence and, like, academic, uh, academic achievements is, are mm-hmm. often, I mean, while I don't think academic achievements at all determine someone's intelligence, it definitely, like, is a, a thing. Yeah. Um, that, f- that, that is associated with, like, Ravenclaws, like, being studious and things. So if Quirrell were the I, there's this line about going back to school, so that could make sense. And also it could be like, I'm going back to Hogwarts. Yeah. It's like, oh, Voldemort just made a move on me. (laughs) And now I better better give him some magazines so that he, you know, stays with me. Because that's that's how you, you know, reel in the Dark Lord. Like, wait. The magazines, are they literal, do we think? Or do we think, oh, 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 oh. Like, Quirrell, Quirrell bought Voldemort some magazines so he could read them. <laughs> On the back of his Oh my head. gosh, that's so good. Um, I'm really liking this, actually. For people who don't know, even, I don't know. Actually, our one listener, Fiona, might not know much about Harry Potter. But let's provide, like, a little bit of context that's, like, a warning- a little bit spoilery, but, like, if this hasn't been spoiled for you already, uh, I don't know. Um, it's Harry Potter. And we're only Harry talking Potter. about the first book. So, anyway, in Harry Potter, the first book, <laughs> I'm not going to call it by the full name because there's debates in different countries about what that name actually is. Um, 
Harry Potter, the first book. Harry Wizard Boy goes to school. His teacher is called Quirrell. And he's, like, really awkward. And uh, he was a Ravenclaw. Except if at the end of the book, Harry and his friends have to go through this, like, series of mazes or whatever to try and find that special rock. And um, when they get to the special rock... The professor's there, and it turns out that he was evil, and that Voldemort, Voldemort's spirit is, or like soul or whatever, is like attached to the back, is like living inside of him, out of the back of his head. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's where we are. But like, Quirrell has always, I think Quirrell was always a character that seemed easily manipulated. Mm-hmm. Like, perhaps because he was like a Ravenclaw, and maybe was very like rational. Like maybe. He was manipulated. I think that's easier to... And so, so if we yeah. take that, and we know then it could be interesting... The bottom magazines, I'm wondering, is, like, the fire thing and the magazines all just metaphorical then, now? So, like, after Voldemort, after she made a move, um... <laughs> after, after she made a move... I think, like, lit a fire can also sort of, like, symbolically mean like gave her life yeah because like uh, that, so that, yeah. that would work with voldemort and then like before. bought her magazines and kept her up all night could be like i bought the daily profit or whatever so that that's the newspaper but yeah i bought so that you could be like informed about the current um state political of, state yeah the of, world of the world like and that that totally makes sense and then obviously voldemort stayed up all night reading those <laughs> Like obviously, yeah. um, yep. And then and then keep like, her cool. Like if Voldemort's like in this, because Voldemort's out of the back of the head. But to cover that up, Quirrell would wear like his turban. Maybe keep her cool's like mm-hmm. make sure that there is ample time for Voldemort to breathe or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> or just like yeah, like make sure that Voldemort's not like going crazy back there or whatever. Keep it, yeah, and go back to school as in get a job at Hogwarts. Yeah, and then try not to lie. But I mean, you lie all the time. But still, like try not to lie. Like let's just I guess not talk Krull... about the turban. Yeah, and maybe Krull doesn't lie because like who who would ask? Like hey hey buddy, um, are you keeping Voldemort in the back of your head? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, when they would, might when ask like why are you wearing lie? the turban? Maybe that's, like, the way that Krull always dresses. Yeah. And that's why Voldemort chose him. Who knows? Anyway. Throw away my Genesis, caught up with you, all of that. The gen- that that still makes sense. Like, throw a- throw away my loyalties, my, my beginning loyalties yeah. to the school, and all of that. And now we are in the present. Um... Caught up with you is, like, caught up on this scene, like, what's yeah, going like, on with Voldemort. I am involved with Voldemort now. Oh. Yes, that's what's oh. happening. And then siding with my sensitive could be the same thing we already talked about. Like, if I follow through, I'm going to feel all these things. I'm going to feel all these bad things. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. Maybe it's, like, is Voldemort the sensitive one? Like, I'm siding with... Well. Okay, so doesn't Coral like find Voldemort like helpless in the forest as like an alien baby or something? <laughs> I really don't know. I don't remember. 
Okay. I just know that there's unicorn blood involved. Yeah. And I feel like he was like a while in the beginning. In the forest living off unicorn blood or something. Yeah. It, it was all very something creepy. weird and mysterious. Also, I haven't and read Harry Potter for like I don't even know how long, so don't cite me. Yeah, on it's any been of this. a while for me. I watch the movies a lot, but the movies are not accurate completely, like fully to the books. Mm-hmm. Like they're they do yeah. a pretty good job, but um like and as far as movie interpretations of books, I, I adaptations of books, I think they're, you know, pretty solid. Um, mm. but I just I have not you read can't the get books in so long. In. Yeah. And like all yeah. the details about Voldemort's whereabouts aren't explored in either book or um, I feel like he was in Albania for a while, but Yeah. Like maybe. in the forest. Um, anyway. Um, uh Albania, fun fact. Albania's flag has a double eagle like i think i've already talked about it on the pod maybe before but um has like a double-headed two-headed like golden eagle or whatever Um, i feel like we talked about their flag before yeah um but but the eagle is the mascot of ravenclaw house Mm. okay yeah anyway i just know too much about these things um the line between head and heart yeah that totally makes sense Hold on to reason as it falls apart. Yeah, like, uh, trying to hold on to that reason, but it's not working. Peel away my thickest skin could be, like, the turban? Yeah. Like, or, like, maybe, I I don't know the, like, specifics on how Voldemort got attached to Coral's head, you know? Do you have to, like, shave his head or something? Do you have yeah, to do some, like, know, crazy, weird like, surgical stuff? There might have been, like, some peeling away of the back of his scalp, and I don't know if that's your thickest skin or whatever, but... That is very disturbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, And then I hesitate as you pull me in, it's just, like, the peer pressure there. Yeah, mm. that all makes sense. And then, you know, burn their skin, whisper things about our friends, like, now... And also, that would make sense with, like, the really problematic and like, damaging, compartmentalizing of the self and this thing attached, you know? So, like, then the, then Coral starts referring to both of them as we, but it's, mm-hmm. like, something's wrong with it, and, like, maybe yeah. that's the elephant. Yeah. I mean, the elephant in the room is, you know, Coral has Voldemort on the back of his head, and... <laughs> like, it's, like, really ridiculous to just say that. Yeah. Um... We burn our skin and whisper things about our friends could be that. I mean, do they have friends? I don't know. Maybe Quirrell tried to make friends when uh, when, like, he knew he was going to be getting a job at Hogwarts. Or, like, maybe he just tried to make friends at Hogwarts, like, even though he was a bad guy. Um, yeah. Or they're just jump- talking about Harry Potter. They're like, yeah. oh, that Harry Potter, like, look at really what friends. he did in class today. Or maybe they're whispering, they're talking about Snape or something, I don't know. Yeah, or like the other Death Eater people. Yeah. We jump the bridge and hold our breath. I'm just imagining Quirrell and Voldemort like chatting, like gossiping about their Death Eater friends. Like, oh my gosh, did you hear Malfoy? Like, oh, that Malfoy. Did, what Malfoy's up to? Um, let's see, we jump the bridge and hold our, that doesn't quite make sense to me. What do you think about that? Um, I mean... In the other interpretation, this was, like, the idea of them doing something reckless, right? 
Mm-hmm. But this is all very planned out. What do you mean? Like, they're planning all this stuff. Like, they, it's not like, oh, this is this completely reckless, extreme, like, adrenaline rush thing. They're like, no, mm-hmm. we have a goal. It's organized. Maybe that could well, jump the bridge could have, and all of that could have stuff to do with, like, things that happen at Hogwarts. So, like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly what lengths Quirrell had to go to to, like, get obtain certain things for Voldemort, but, like, maybe... Yeah, maybe he had to, like, jump the bridge. And then go into the water and, like, get something. I don't know. Go somewhere to get the unicorn blood or something. I don't Maybe he stored something in the water for Voldemort so it wouldn't, couldn't be traced back to him or something. Yeah, that's a, that's what a Ravenclaw would do. A smart one. Um, uh, and then, <laughs> I'm just thinking about Quirrell dancing around the room with Voldemort. <laughs> oh boy okay the end part is just repeated yeah um except for um yeah no it's exactly the same it's, it's the same as the other pre-chorus and chorus mm-hmm. so yeah that was so do, do you want to stick with this analysis I mean I think we have analysis for both different interpretations both the school kid doing deciding to be reckless instead of like following the rules, and we have it's Quirrell and Voldemort. Yeah, but which one's more interesting? Because if well, I wanted to watch a sitcom, I would rather watch Quirrell and Voldemort dancing around room than watch oh, some kid learn to be yeah. reckless. I mean, I think Quirrell and Voldemort is definitely more interesting, which is m- probably slightly more accurate to the author's intent well that's obviously the other one but well or maybe honestly, not obviously but you know i mean this song was released long after the first harry potter book came out mm-hmm. it's very much possible that paper lions decided to to write about this situation there are a lot of like it's like a whole sub- subgenre of harry potter music though yeah but this is like subtle paper, su- subtle paper lions, like nods to Harry yeah. Potter. Yeah, I do think that if they actually wanted it to be Harry Potter, they would have had he made a move on me after I lit his fire. But like, I mean that, or they were already yeah. like thinking a few steps ahead about like a- they were already thinking a few steps ahead about like the flexibility of Voldemort's identity. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sure. I mean, I don't know. Do you want to get to flags since you have something to say about flags this week? Wait, I'm just. Let's think about this for a second, okay? Okay. Paper Lions is a really Harry Potter y band name. Just saying. Do you disagree? Because of the Gryffindor Lion thing? The Gryffindor Lion thing and paper being, like, obviously there's a lot of paper in Harry Potter, it's a school. I mean, I think they use parchment, but there a lot of paper makes. Yeah, up but the they're Harry Canadian. They don't say parchment. They don't. But Harry Potter says parchment. Yeah, I guess it says I'm just parchment <laughs> in the American versions of the books. That's one thing I do remember from those books. 
I, I would just be it. interested now to like go through a bunch of Paper Lions songs and see if they're actually all about Harry Potter. It turns out maybe that Paper Lions is a group of people that are Harry Potter's biggest fans, but just keep it keep it secretive yeah. to for the sake of publicity and sale mm-hmm. sales and things. Anyway, yeah. flags and knitting. Mm-hmm. I believe we have come to that point in the pod. Mm-hmm. Would you care to start? Well, I wondered if you wanted to start since um, you have flag stuff that's specific. Yes, I'm very excited to share this with you. Give me a second. Well, none of you can see this, but while I was in Canada, I saw a lot of flags. It was really pleasant. If you don't know, the Canadian flag is my favorite of the country flags. And I purchased this. That's a full-size Canadian flag. Oh, yes, it is. It's like three by five, and I'm very pleased. I have worn it as a cape in the hotel, Uh and it felt good. (laughs) This is also just a a note about about the purchase of the flag. Um, Canada... Okay, Canada has... First of all, let me just say, honestly, a lot of the flag designs for the provinces are much better than our state flags that we have in the U.S. Like, some state flags are really <laughs> questionable. Um, and then also, this this Canadian flag only cost me, like, 12 Canadian dollars, which is really good with the exchange rate. Like, even, even with um, tax, which is really high, it wasn't... Because, yeah, they have, like... 18% sales tax or something. Like, it's pretty high. That's very high. But, like, even with that, it was much cheaper than the flag in the US. Not only that, if I bought, if I wanted to, I could have bought, like, a Brazilian flag or an American flag at this place that I found this flag for, like, $12, including the sales tax or whatever, which is really good because whenever I'm in the US looking for a full size flag, it seems like they always cost, like, 20 or more dollars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was just a really good deal. Anyway, Canada was fun. There were many flags. I really like the flag of Canada. I've talked about this before. I guess I don't have to talk about it again, but it's good. Um, and that's really it. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted that to be a surprise for uh-huh. you that I had a full size I mean, flag. I don't think it was like out of the realm of possibility. I guess. But yeah, um, it's so the first full size flag in my collection, a flag. Uh-huh. So that's oh. pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, knitting. I think I've just been working. Well, did I talk about my blanket on the podcast before? Because um, I feel like I haven't. I feel like you talked about your blanket with me. Yeah. After you went to prom and you came over. But yes. I don't think you talked about it on the actual pod because we potted before you went to prom. Yeah. Um, but I had started making my blanket by then. I don't know. Anyway, I guess I'll explain it again. Um, so I'm making sort of like a high school memory blanket. Um, so at my school, they have like specific colors for each 
like grades. So freshmen are yellow, sophomores are blue, um, and so on. Um, and so I decided to. They're count actually off- the Harry Potter house colors. Yeah, they are the Harry Potter house colors, so it can pose as a Harry Potter blanket. Um, the yellow part looks especially Hufflepuff. Anyway. Um. Wait, are you a Hufflepuff? No. I think my 11-year-old self would have been sorted into Ravenclaw, but I took the test a couple years ago and was sorted into Gryffindor. I could see you as either, but I think your 11-year-old self would have been a Ravenclaw. I think my 11-year-old self would have been a Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. I've been a Hufflepuff for a while. Anyway. Sorry um, to cut that off there. Continue. Yeah, so... Basically, I'm knitting one row of the corresponding year color for approximately every three people that was in my class that year. Um, And then I'm separating them like every two rows of color with a row of black just to like block it off a little bit. Um, And I finished all the freshmen, I finished all the sophomores, and I'm partway through the juniors and then I'm going to keep knitting it. So, when I have time. It's going to be a long blanket. It's really large. That's really exciting. Yeah. Alright. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, shall we, shall we move to the credits? Yes. So, today we got lost in the lyrics of Pull Me In, and we learned that it is about Coral and Voldemort's relationship. Yeah. Maybe this will work. I don't know if this will actually tell me if they wrote this song. Thank you to whoever wrote the song, probably a member of Paper Lions for writing it, and to Paper Lions for singing and performing it. This podcast was edited and produced by Claire and Elliot. The opening and closing music is by Elliot, and I'm usually the one who you interact with on social media. If you have any questions or you would like to suggest a song for us to analyze in the future, then you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at LITLpod or email us at lostinthelyrics.pod at gmail.com. Thank you to all of our listeners for your support and enthusiasm. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the pod and that you join us next time to get Lost in the Lyrics. Have a dandy day.